Welcome back with your tiny cup of water, Mike. Welcome back. Welcome back to three ounces in that. Is that going to hydrate you for all of four seconds? Well, look, this is the cabin you found, and they only had tiny glasses. So basically, I'm the asshole for having a tiny glass. Pretty much looks like a bottle cap that you're drinking out of at this point. Feels like you're coming off very aggressive. How you doing? What's new? I'm doing good. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so I'm, you know, I'm still feeling good about being a wolf. Yeah, you feeling good about being the wolves? You know what? I talked with them with you. Do you remember our conversation? Yeah, that we much, had a whole too, we had a whole sit stupid? down mm-hmm. in and this basically, cabin. Basically, we discovered that the wolves are not as wise as you think they are. Well, you thought that they were all Mr. Smart, all clever, but what did they have for ways for us to get back into the real world? What options did they have? They had none. They well, no because options. they didn't want us to go back they into the no main world. They had no action items. Their whole plan, their whole philosophy, none of it is action, Mike. And that's what I need in life, and I know you do too. Yeah, okay, it was a lot of just hanging around by trees and, like, sniffing butts and stuff. Yeah. You and really what's so wrong that? with that? It's a good, great way to get to know someone. Well, no, Mike, we need to do things. We need to live. Why? Okay? We, need to, we need to build and grow and take We've down. We've been living. We've been on the road for almost two months. Well, How is, is that not living enough for you? Listen, did you see this cabin I got us? It is a beautiful cabin. You didn't cabin. get us this cabin. We I found it. I bought it for us with my own monies. You don't have any money. Well, not anymore because I spent it on this luxurious two-bedroom cabin. Yeah, with tiny cups. It's two bedrooms, tiny cups, but it does have a TV. And guess what I have? Internet connection. So I've been finally watching some TV again, Mike. Yeah, what have you been watching? What have you been getting caught up on? What's your favorite new show? What's your favorite current show that you've been watching? What's a what's a pop culture reference you can tell me from the past week? What is that? That is the introduction for this week. You don't know what it's from, do you? No. Because you're not cultured like me. Well, apparently me apparently we've had internet all week and you haven't told me about it. It is from the Great British Baking Show. Oh. And I've been watching some baking. I've been learning lots of techniques. And so, you know what? Guess what? Everything this week is themed around bakes. That's how we're doing it. Today is great Mikey Baking So this show. is the, so we're done with crime and we're just talking about baking now? Well, no, no, no. These are all crimes. They're just crimes that relate to baking. I thought, I feel like we kind of got to a consensus with the wolves. No, no, no. This is the intersection of baking and crimes, okay? The wolves, they don't know how to bake anything. Well, that's true. They're mostly, you know. Yeah, they don't. They're even, on like, kind of like that caveman diet. Yeah, they don't even know how to saute. Okay, when I showed them butter melting in a pan, they looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, it's delicious. And they had nothing for that. So, you know what? Too dry for them. To remind you of the prowess and power of the human creatures. I've been watching this baking show. All this stuff is about baking. You're going to love it. Okay? Baking and crime. The intersection of baking and crime. Talked about today on this episode. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I think we could just skip that part. Okay. Are you ready? I guess so. Okay. Well, first, maybe we should talk about not pot brownies. Not pot brownies? Yes. What's up with the pot brownies? Okay, I got an idea. Not pot brownies. Okay, we're going to start by making one pan of pot brownies together in the cabin. Okay, we're going to make one pan of pot brownies. Do you have weed here? We only need enough for one pan. 
cut into tiny pieces to use as samples. That's all we need that for. Then we bake a bunch of pans, probably like 97 or 2,000 pans. 2,000 pans of regular brownies? Uh, using my signature herb blend. Okay? They're going to be herbalicious brownies. What we're going to need is some parsley, oregano, thyme, touch of rosemary. Sell the herb brownies. It feels like it's too many herbs. It's uh, the, the mix and the concoction of them together creates... A very similar mouthfeel to weed. Okay? Is it? Yes. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of tests, different ratios. This is the only With way. What? Uh, is it. there weed here that you haven't been telling me about? Sell the herb brownies. Oh, that going to be in a real. Herb brownies. Okay. Okay? So that's what we're going to do, basically. Ah! But I have one more to little technique that's going to figure it out. So you're probably going to say, what might be a problem with this if somebody like Mike might have about this going on? What might be going through his brain right now? Probably no. everybody's going to be mad because there's no pot in them. They're not going to get high and they're going to be upset. Mm-hmm. So to solve that, I figured it out. We just put some Tylenol PM in every single brownie. Okay. And then they fall asleep. I wasn't actually going to be mad about selling fake pot brownies. But now it feels like we're kind of like drugging people. It's not even like a strong... That's what it is. I mean, it's not even like... That's what regular drug They're going to like fall asleep. It's not like a roofie where they're going to black out. They're just going to get kind of sleepy in about an hour or so. Exactly. And they'll say, wow, must be strong... Strong type of sleeper weed, you know, gets mm. me going to sleepy. So that's kind of the plan there for that one. What do you think? And it'll taste just like it because it's parsley, oregano, thyme. I feel like that's just gonna taste equal, like no, 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 grass. It tastes like it tastes like ganja. Oh and yeah, you're the expert parsley, here. Parsley, oregano, thyme in equal measures, three parts, and then one quarter part rosemary, just a little about? bit. Just gives it that. There's no way. First green of all, there's edge. no way that tastes like a wheat brownie. It totally. Second does. of all, there's no way that doesn't just take taste like the just like you took a chunk of like grass from your front yard and just chomped down on it. Mike, what we do there's is so we many infuse the butter with the herbs and then we strain it. Okay, so it has the flavor, but it doesn't have the, uh, the yeah, like, texture like of roots, anything. like a tree. It just tastes like a tree. No, it'll taste perfectly the like same. Just... It'll take per- perfectly the same as purple haze. Okay, it's gonna be exactly like that, taste wise. Okay. So, boom, we give them that. Then we put some Tylenol PM into each dose, probably enough to so knock it, out it, a it, So you're gonna mix the just like the grass flavor with like cough medicine flavor. Well, you know they might be cherry cherrylicious brownies. You know, because yeah, that's what I want for my weed brownie—just a weird, Listen, like people are cherry, less, like medicinal cherry flavor. People are not so much too concerned, Mike, when they're having those. I gotta tell you, I think they're many very concerned. They care about, but <laughs> I mean, they're already not, not the most the flavorful experience. They of just pot want brownie. to make sure that they, get and it's you the don't want to make it worse. That's the only thing that they're concerned about tasting, and they will taste that with my. Herb mix of parsley, oregano, thyme, three and three equals. Stop five. saying all the. A little bit. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Okay, sick of it. All right. Is, what to do with me? We do I want to make? Do I want to make two thousand pans 
of fake pot brownies with you? Or like 97 or something. No. Come on, we can do it. We can sell it to different people and we'll make a ton of money. Do you know how much... First of all, I don't think even the amount of... Like, you know how much fucking, like, herbs that's going to cost? To make even a hundred, even like ten pans of brownie? I suppose we are going to also need about... And you, you know, know, it's not like everyone's so of cheap either. PM. Yeah. You don't think about these things. But you're going to make at least, like, you know, $5, $4 a brownie. I mean, if that's what, all you want to charge. Well, what's his name down on the corner? Your corner friend who you always hang out with. Steve? He, whatever his name is, you know. He was trying to sell me brownies for $20 a brownie. Well, that's probably... That's nuts. That's not okay. I'm not going to do that. It's probably worth the money for what it's going to, you know, do for you. Absolutely not. I'm telling you. You know what? I would actually rather... Well, you just... You have no mind for pricing, okay? I would would actually rather have a $4 Tylenol PM brownie than I would, you know, one of Steve's ridiculous concoctions. Why? Because I bet it doesn't even work. I bet the Tylenol PM works even better. I'll probably sleep great. You'll you'll just get a little drowsy. They're Steve's not... brownies. I mean, you know. Then I tried to take one from them. Yeah, and then is that what happened? That one time you had like a black eye. Well, that's neither there nor here nor somewhere else. Okay? So he knows karate, you know. It's like he a... doesn't know karate. Okay, he's got he like just... a black belt. Well, he happens to be able. I don't to know get which practice it is in. But... Chop kick every going every now and then or whatever. He but... roundhoused you right in the eye, and you got it. Nice, nice little shiner. You know, well, make it twenty dollars a brownie. He should give some away to charity at the end of the night. That's kind of what I was. Thinking. Why are you charity? Because I wanted it, needed it, didn't have any money for it. You know, mm-hmm. who else can fulfill those requirements? People who need charity. I guess so. But also, I mean, we've talked about this before. You, you, and Steve don't have the best relationship. Mostly, where he actually has given you a lot of charity. Or more of no. like an IOU and then you never pay him. Well, it's pretty much Steve's fault. All the different IOUs that I give him, you know, I tell him I'm going to do it then and here and there. Then really what I say, or what I think mostly, is that if I say that I'm going to... Like, okay, Mike, let's say I borrow some money from you right now. And you have many times? Yeah, okay. 20 bucks. Give me 20 bucks right now. In give, real- me, give me 20 bucks. Uh, I... N- no. Okay. I mean, not in real life, but Fine. we can we can Good. improvise a okay, scene where I give you twenty dollars. Okay, you gave me twenty dollars, and I say, "Listen up, Mikey, Mikey. Thank you for the twenty dollars. I will pay you back on Tuesday of next week, and I'll meet you over at the coffee shop. I'll pay you back then." Okay. And you say, "Okay." Then if you come to me, if you come to me on Friday, and you say you want your twenty dollars back, please, guess what? Contracts null and void. Now it's over. Now well, I don't know, owe you anything because I told you when I was going to get it to you. You came and said it at a different time. Do you, okay, Every this time is, I go to Steve, so I go to Steve one day, get the stuff I want, tell him I owe you. Okay, and you. I, I have given you a significant amount of money because you always seem to be in need of it. And then you say, yeah, meet me at the coffee shop on Tuesday. And what? guess what? I go to the coffee shop on Tuesday and who's uh-huh. not there? And all of a sudden you think that's like null and void or the verbal well, that, contract? Well, that might be here nor there. Basically, then you would start to charge me interest. But if the interest rates don't line up with what is in my head for what the interest rate is. You don't get be. to charge the interest rate. First of all, I do. That's me. But we didn't You're agree the, on it. See, is the problem that's going on there. Well, even then, if I 
You still owe me a, a basically, $20. Basically, more or less, what's happened is everybody that I've owed money to at different times, I've either paid them back in full or... When? Or mostly what's going on is they've broken the contract some type of way. So what, what happens is I'm more or less different ways debt-free right now. That's kind of how this is. Uh, I mean, I certainly have a running tally of all the money you owe me. We can luckily, go over that, and I can tell you why I don't owe you. Luckily, you know, in my new wolf life, I'm... How about this cabin like for you, huh? How about the cabin that I bought for you? This beautiful, you didn't buy glorious it. cabin. We just stumbled in here. There's pictures of other people in There's the There's different ornamental. ways to buy things, you know. One way is to give somebody money. That's one, one sort of way. And that's what you did? Basically, if we... Live here for ten years. I figured out where the people are actually from that own this cabin. Yeah. Okay. Well, all we have to do be here for ten years. Talk to the neighbors every once in a while. Mow the lawn every once. You're talking in a while. about squatters' rights. Yeah, and then I'll just keep them away. I'll keep saying problems with the cabin. You know, I'll go to their house. Now, in different do uniforms. do squatters' right? Because we I, have you figured out what where we are. I believe we're in the United States, but hey, we crash don't landed. Don't say anything about this. Well, we crash-landed in the woods. Yep, I'm pretty sure, based on what I've seen around me in different ways and smelled, it's got a distinctive air. I think it's Louisiana. We went... Did we go that far? I think so. I mean, I think we flew for, what, like 20 minutes from Canada? That yeah. would get us to Louisiana, probably. What? No. If we fell in a certain direction. Based on the smell, Mike, there's really no other way... That it could be anything else. Anyway, uh, you want to do that? That might not- be me. I still haven't showered, really. Do you want to do the not pop brownies? I I just don't... Okay, here's the thing. I don't care that we're lying to our customers about them not being pot, but I would like to at least give them a, a, a decent flavor experience, and I don't think this is going to be it. So I'm going to pass on your great... Okay, that's fine. Let's go over to the next one. dun 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 that's a great British bacon show mix in there. This is called Bake Case. When do you even have time to watch all this greatest British Bake Off show? Seven seasons, my friend. I know everything there is to know about. Can you shoe. watch that in a I week? know everything there is to know about shoe pastry. What is that? Yeasted doughs. Mm-hmm. Enriched doughs. Uh, who cares? Okay, you know what? It sounds boring. I know everything. That you could possibly want to know about custard tarts. Okay. Yeah. I know the difference between custard and curd. Oh, wow. Mm. That's very impressive. Yeah. So, why don't you listen to me? Why don't you shut up and listen to my crimes? Because they're inspired by deep scientific knowledge about what happens when you mix flour and eggs and sugar together. In different varying degrees. You know what's amazing about it, Mike? Is that basically, like, who would have thought that all these different ingredients that are pretty much the same ingredients make all these different items? Mm-hmm. You know? i watch it, okay? And they're going to make bread. Guess what goes in bread? Like, X, 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 same thing. Eggs, flour. There's The difference is a little bit of yeast between a bread and a donut. Otherwise, it's like the same thing. It's amazing. It's very fascinating. Good. Listen, bake case. At least 80% of what makes a good bake, at least 80% of what qualifies, constitutes a good bake, 
is the packaging and the decoration on the baking item. Whatever's actually made of, however good that is, doesn't really matter. So, we open a bakery that's a really, it's a, we call it a bakery, but really what it is, Mike, is it's a finishery. Where are we going to open a bakery? It's a finishery, okay? What does that even mean? The Louisiana Bakery Finishery. And what it means is, basically... What's a finishery? We buy bakes for cheap from... I don't like the way you're ignoring me this week. We buy bakes for cheap from the gas stations or the super supermarkets. Aggravating. Throw on some powdered sugar, sprinkles, maybe a little Twix bar, something like that. And put them into fancy printed packaging. Just sell them for double the price. That's all we gotta do. That's it. That's all it takes. Their apple turnover was, you know, three dollars. Mm-hmm. We buy that. We take it. Put it on some paper. Sprinkle a little powdered sugar. And we'll have like a white chocolate drizzle that will just, you know, put the. So I wasn't really listening to the majority of anything you said. Put but that in a basically. Fancy package. Can I? Just sum up. Let's see if I got it right. Yes, you we're can. buying or stealing pastries from other bakeries. Yep, and then we take them and we put we spice them up just a little bit, some powdered sugar, chocolate drizzle. Yep, and then we resell them. Well, you've missed one critical part. We have it, our own fancy packaging that says, you know, fancy bakery. Uh, so we have our own box that we put it in. Mm-hmm. It's probably pink. It has a flower on it. Do you think that's the most cost-effective way to run a bakery? Basically, we're probably going to make thousands thousands of dollars in profit in just like 10 minutes from this system. But you're watching all this great British bake-off, and you don't want to try your hand at actually just making a pastry? Oh, my gosh. No, it's so much work. Are you okay. kidding me? And I did try it three times, Mike. Did you see what happened to the kitchen? That's why it's a, you know. Is that why it's all It's messy? a hazard in there right now. Yeah. A little bit. Very dangerous. Dangerous? What did you do in Well, there? some critters got in last night. I'm just going to warn you about this. What critters? 16 raccoons. Three mice. Five squirrels. Why were you counting? Two owls. Two owls? Were they after the mice? Uh, and a toy truck for some reason. A toy truck? Just, it was in there. That was what was in there. Well, was it already there, or did it show up? What happened was some eggs fell on the floor, followed up by some flour, followed up by different things. Basically, there was cake batter that I made that was on... That you just poured on on the the floor? But, well, what happened was so much slipping, I was slipping and sliding all over, basically. And I made a cake batter on the floor as well. So there was like two... And you didn't clean it up? Couldn't get it. It's so sticky. You couldn't get it. It's kind of, you know, then... Then what, you left all the doors and windows open? I was at home last night. Let me tell you what happened. I was out with the wolves. I couldn't get the skitty, and it was starting kind of to stain some things. Oh, what? Did you track it all over the house? So, well, I tried to coat the tile in the kitchen. Why? To create an even color, so that it all looked the same color, so you wouldn't notice. Well, you, thought, you nailed it because I didn't notice. Although maybe it does, you think the whole thing was cake colored. It does smell. It is starting to turn. It's not. It doesn't have a good smell in this cabin anymore. Mm-hmm. Then I maybe left the window open. Yeah, a bunch of squirrels and raccoons and some mice got in. Yep. 
So there's that going on. So basically, I can't bake. Is what I'm trying to tell you. So we gotta we gotta do this bake case instead. Okay, we're in the middle of the woods. All we do is just go to Cub or go to Walmart, go to wherever. There's get, nothing here. Get the scones that they have. Bring the scones. Have back. you found where the nearest city is? Then I just get a little bit of orange peel, stick that on top of the scone, double the price. Okay, so you just all right. Yeah, why don't we just turn this? cabin into a bakery in the middle of nowhere. Why not? Well, we'll get it set up in Louisiana, in New Orleans. There's no way we're in Louisiana. Just we, imagine that we could get back to a city that's big enough There's to like get this maybe an hour of flight time before you crash the plane. <laughs> okay, so what? Maybe we're in a different place. Maybe we might not even... We might have needed, maybe. even made it over the border yet. We might still be in Canada. We could be in Brazil. Do you know how time works and how so what do you think the of distance this? of places are? Different places come around. Well, here's what you're forgetting is that the Earth is round, Mike. So you think that, you know, Canada, Brazil is so far away because when you look at your maps, they're on other ends of the Earth. But really, <laughs> when you're thinking about it as a... As a in the space in time sphere? of roundness. Yeah, that you could basically be... they probably on top of each other. I feel like... In a sphere, it's almost further away than on a flat, flat map. Not at all. Absolutely not, Mike. See, because when you put it into a sphere, Brazil and Canada are probably touching each other. They're probably that close. They're probably, you could hop. I'm pretty sure if you jumped from one spot in you could pretty much jump over into the what other side. What are you spot. talking about? Okay, this, I know I'm like a wolf man now. Have you ever heard about But it? you think that. Canada and Brazil are touching if you jump. Have you ever heard about the idea of maybe you've never seen this on a map? You know, uh, you know how Russia and the United States are far away from each I other? I mean, kind of, if you, not really if you factor in Alaska. Alaska is right next to Russia, literally on top of it. They can wave to each other. I mean, there's still miles and miles and miles of ocean between them, but sure, on a map, it doesn't look that far away. On a map, they look really far away. They're on opposite corners of the map. But because it's a sphere, everything that looks far away is actually close together. I don't... I don't think... All the edges touch each other, together. Yeah. So, from the middle to the edge is the furthest. What? If two things are on the edges, they're actually <laughs> It's touching. a sphere. There's no edge. They're, so, think about map. Okay, when you take a sphere, you uncurl it into map shape... Uh-huh. Everything that was in the touching each other is on the edges, and the middle to the edge is the furthest distance that you. What the fuck are you talking the... about? This is true nonsense. From the Saudi middle Arabia is... to the Pacific Ocean, that's going to take you a minute to get that far because that is really far apart. Because Saudi Arabia is in the middle. Pacific I can't Ocean. tell if you don't understand geography or time or a mixture of No, like, the middle of the map that you're looking at is furthest away from everything on the edges possible. I and guess so. Everything on the edges is touching each other. It's a sphere, so any point is f- as far away from any other point as, as it is. What are you talking about? Basically, the way it wraps around, you think that Brazil is down on the lower bottom corner, and you think that Canada is in the upper upper corner it is okay but when you wrap it 
and wrap it this way and wrap it that way, tie it up. And There's only one way to wrap it. They're you don't... basically on top of each other several times in the, in the folds. Okay, we have to move on because this is nonsense. You have to fold the map to get it to go around. Okay, do you think if you fold a map, you're like folding reality on top of itself? How else are you going to make a map? Do you think a map is like an alternate universe that How you're looking at? How else are you going to make something flat be something wrapped? What are you going to do? It's You're an interpretation of, of what, how we perceive the Earth in flat You're telling space. me that you could take something round, or something flat, and you could turn it into something round without making any folds. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Do you think that someone looked at the Earth, or do you think the earth was flat first and then it was folded around like a core okay so basically you're trying to ask me chicken or egg kind of scenario thing going on well egg is round so probably egg came first so probably round came first the round earth came before the flat earth there is no flat earth there's only round earth okay so the earth was round then they made a map so what they did was they cut it the earth up into different pieces flattened it out and then I don't know how they did it, actually, pretty much. But then, if we want to go back to round, like, because, you know, if you're looking at a map, you're going to have to turn it back to round to be so able to get around. So, you think, like, the early cartographers of the, however, 1600s, 1700s, mm-hmm. were like, geez, how do I make a map? Let me grab the earth and just flatten it out so it makes more sense for me. Well, I'm going to need it. I can't see. So, basically, I'm here. I can't see what's over there on the other side of the map or the earth mm-hmm. so if i want a map i want to be able to see all the pieces together so how am i going to do that well i'm going to have to cut it just cut the earth flatten it out then look at it draw it and then say okay that was cool now let's put it back to around it so that we can get from places like canada to brazil fast and we don't have to travel all the way around to the different pieces so kind of, they wanted to save time, and so they put it back. I'm astounded by your brilliance. So that's why we could be in. Basically, we flew 20 minutes from Canada. Likelihood of where we are. So did you? Most likely, it's probably New York or Brazil, but or well, what I'm I, pretty sure it's Louisiana based on the smell. Because you folded up the Earth. To warp us across time and space. Well, that's what the people did who made the maps originally, Mike. Are you sure they didn't just draw on a flat piece of paper? Because that would have been easier than trying to draw. But how did they see the different pieces? Because they can see the fucking land. But you can't see all of it at once. Well, it's not like they say they saw some island say, "Hey, that's what I'm just going to draw this whole island. That's what that looks like." They. They're cartographers. They they saw all the different edges and the coastlines. They said, "Oh, that's how this looks," and they drew it on a map. Could be that way. Could be more like what did they? What, what, and warping okay, reality. Listen to this. Try this out for size then. Okay, if you were all the way in the Philippines, or you were in Australia, and you were trying to make a map from Australia, and you want to make a United States map, how are you going to do it? Well, they didn't have You can't that. see it, so you're going to have to cut the world. In order or you to could see. just sail to where you think 
the Americas might be, and then you you start slowly. How far it's, away was it from Australia? Yep. How many miles did you travel? You don't know. So basically, to get I a, mean, you probably would know. View, Obviously, I'm not a sailor. Go to the North Pole. Start cutting from there, all the way down to the South Pole. Open it up from there. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. So anyway, you want to start a bakery with me? No. A finishery? No. What is it? What's a finishery? Oh, because we're stealing the finished product and selling them. Yeah, we're just doing a little dress up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, bad idea. Why not? You don't Uh, think we're going to make any money? No. Okay, I guess probably not to me too, because basically when people are already selling, yeah, nobody's going to want to pay $50 for a scone. Yeah, that's what you're charging? Well, I thought if it had different chocolates on it. I mean, your, cool. your pricing, mine, is just out of control. You just have no consistency. I don't know. It made sense to me. If it didn't have the extra stuff on it, how much? $50 for a scone. And maybe Can I ask you, cents what if we just took the scone as is, no extra powdered sugar drizzle, how much would you sell it for? Probably 75 cents. <laughs> so the extra sugar and bits and chocolate add an extra... Fifty dollars to well, it. I mean, maybe because pretty much forty nine dollars and twenty five cents. That's going to be like more flavor. Yeah, of course, sugar. Well, but another way to look at it might be labor love. You know, and can you put but a we price didn't on love? do the labor? We just drizzled some chocolate. That was the love. I guess because you know people who only kind of think you're whatever might bring bring you a scone with nothing on it. People who love you lots buy for the labor love. They buy the ones with the chocolate on it to give to the other person because it's beautiful. It suggests the love. So, how much can you put a price on love? I mean, really? I don't think you're going to be able to sell many $50 scones. But, uh... Okay, fine. Do you want to go on to the third and final one, then? Uh, I don't know. I guess so. Do you want to talk about what happened with the wolf party at all? The wolf party, I guess we could talk about. You met. You you met with my. I'm just saying we we kind of passed over. Like you met my new family. You met Moonshadow and Yeah, basically what we learned is that the wolves, not that smart, Mike. They don't have any action. Okay, they don't want to do crimes. Does that make them somehow not smart? Well, I presented them with approximately 30 to 40 different ideas for them to look at. Did you go through basically all all the old... Took about 20 hours. Yeah. They were not happy about it. And they didn't like a single idea. So what does that say about them? Well, I didn't like a single of your ideas either. So I guess that makes them at least as smart as I. See, that's kind of the thing, though. It's good for you to be hanging around people who who think in the same type of way that you do. Bit of an echo chamber, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, and compared to somebody who might make you look at the world new, different different ways. Like today, did you know anything about baking? I feel like I still don't know anything about baking. <laughs> I know everything about baking. I'm telling you the deepest, darkest secrets of the baking industry. So, so okay... But they asked you to join with us, and you you said no? I said, I'll join with you as soon as you do one of my crimes and find out. <laughs> or, we could talk about this, I'll join with you if you learn how to cook a little bit of food. 
So well, that I can apparently eat you ruined, absolutely ruined the kitchen, so he can't use this kitchen to cook. No, and you know, they said it, that I burnt all their food, basically, because they only want to eat it raw. And they were like, no, 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 stop, every time, and I'd take another steak. Well, yeah, because their stomachs the... can't handle the cooked food. It's better for their stomachs raw. So you see where the problem there is, Mike? It's good for their stomachs raw. It's not good for our stomachs raw. Well, that's why we're different people. I will we can't say... can't be the same. You can't be a wolf. I I feel like I'm successfully being a wolf. No, not even. A My stomach bit. is having some troubles. Yep. I feel like it's getting better though. Hey, Mike. What? You look less like a wolf today than you did two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm... And you know what? The wolves have a cadence about their language and a talking and a slowness and a dumbness that you don't. Okay? They're okay. all dumb. Just because they don't talk a mile a minute like you do doesn't mean they're dumb. I don't talk a mile a minute. I talk half a mile a minute probably. Okay, hummingbirds might talk for a mile a minute. Okay, they do talk very fast. And maybe I'll become a hummingbird then. How are you going to feel about that? What if I became an animal too? Would you be all right with that? I mean, I feel Would like hummingbirds are a weird boy choice. in the corner over there become all right with that? I mean, I think he just wants be- what's best for you. If I mean, I feel like... I mean, hummingbirds... The is last hard... time I checked with Vince Vaughn and he wanted something actually good for me, for me, was never. He has never have my interests in mind. I think you that's the way you perceive it. He is out to get me and ruin my existence, Michael. Well, you two are just so jealous of each other. You're just begging for my affection all 24-7. And it, okay, well, listen. Do you want to stay in this cabin that I bought us in 10 years? It'll be ours. Do you want it? Okay, we don't know where we are. We don't know if squatter's rights pertains to our situation. Okay, but it'll be ours in ten years, probably. So, do you want the cabin in ten years or not? I don't know. Do we really want to stay here for ten years? It stinks. It stinks <laughs> here. There's, it smells like all kinds of cake batter, and it smells. Okay. I'm smelling all the walls kind of smell. For you, Mike. What? I'm gonna make you live in this cabin for ten years. You're gonna unless, make me unless you unwolf yourself right now. Well, why would I do that? Because I'm done with it. It's useless. <sighs> Boring, Mike. You spent 20 minutes looking at a tree earlier today. What were you looking at? I was looking at some squirrels. I was like, I wonder what they're doing. It's ridiculous. You need to focus. We need to make money again. We need to get rich again. We need were to get we back. ever rich? We need to get back to our highly successful Mowgli lifestyle that we used to have. Well, we used to be the best of the best, the brightest in the biz, the fresh kids coming up with the new stuff, bringing the big ideas. We were up and coming. We were almost. Yeah. And now we are up and gone. So do you see that? Get back with me. And listen, why don't I tell you about this third crime? Why don't you listen to it? Find out what you think, if you're liking it or not liking it. Okay. And then we'll figure out what to do from there. Okay. Just give me the crime and I'll I'll see how I feel about it. This is called baked-in drug trafficking. Okay. All right, so what we got to do? Step one, open Harvest Mike's Bread Company. Step two, learn to bake bread. Step three, bake bread. Uh, Step four, go to the bottom of the bread. Take, Take out a piece of bread, turn it around so that the bottom is... Bottom side's facing upside. 
Just look at the bottom. You know what I mean? Okay. Sure. The bottom of the bread. <laughs> cut like then you cut down the line of the bread on each side to create basically like a hole in it shaped like um, one pane of a banana. One pane of banana. You know when you get bananas, they have different sides on them? Sure. Because otherwise you'd peel it all at once. But no, you peel it down one, two, three, four, five. Five sides. Okay, yeah. Okay, so basically, make a banana side. And that's called a pane? Sure, like a pane glass. One segment, one section. Okay. Okay, then take that, lift it up carefully out of it. Okay? And... Get a scoop or use four, three, four fingers. Scoop out the inside of the bread. Mm-hmm. Okay, then fill it with drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Donate the inside of the bread uh, so that we get... Donate the inside <laughs> of the bread? The, the guts that we scooped out for government cutbacks and community building. Then uh, give the drug loaf to me. You'll give that to me. The drug love? Drug love. Oh, okay. And I'll need a bit of an outfit for this crime. Why? Listen, it's easy. All I need is a striped shirt, a mustache, a beret, a bike, three carrots, two stalks of celery, and one pound of potatoes. So you're, it's like... And a glass of red wine. (laughs) So you're like some guy biking through Paris on his way home from the grocery store. With your, with the drug love. Mm-hmm. I'll bike around and sell the drugs, and we'll get a good price because I'll use a thick, angry accent to prevent haggling. For instance, try to buy drugs from me. Oh, we'll eat, mesdames, monsieur. I'm a film with your cocaine. You want it? I feel like, yeah, no, that definitely doesn't want to make me buy drugs from you. $20! And then, you you know. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Mike? Actually, I love this crime so much. Why don't I teach you one thing? Listen to this. Okay. Est-ce que je peux aller à la salle de bain? What's that mean? Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> now you say this one with me. Je. Je. Jouer. Jouer. Avec. Avec. Mon. Mon. Dick. Dick. I can't put it all together. I don't remember any of the words you said. But... You just said, I play with my... I don't know what else was at the end of that. Figured, is dick just French for dick? Is that what I was? <laughs> so anyway, that was... I didn't know you were such a French language enthusiast. Pretty much I know... Oui, oui, monsieur. See? I know beaucoup the French. Mm-hmm. And I can Buc- do this Bucks. crime. Can you? Big time. Absolutely. I feel like... Look. Uh, I feel like I, I'm... I'm a wolf. I can't... I have a new duty to truth and justice. I'm a wolf well, detective you, now. Well, I can't... all you have to do is make bread. You're just doing Harvest Mike's Bread Co. Okay. You can't just scoop out a chunk of bread. Like, and then... Sure you can. You open it, cut it into quarters. Or, I mean, it's going to be too... Open. It's going to be way too obvious. Not if you give it a good thick crust. I'll tell you the secret to that. High heat and... Lots of water on the outside. You spray it with water. What if we found a way... No, I can't... crust. What if we found a way to innovate, a way to, like, bake the drugs into the... Like, what if we put, like... 
a steel tube in the middle of the bread. That could work except for the fact that it's pretty much not going to work because you are not going to get the guts to give back for government cutbacks and community building. Okay, no one wants to buy bread guts, okay? No, they're not buying it. It's getting donated to who? Gover- to the different people who need it for government cutbacks, community building. Okay, so what? We're going to donate a pound of bread guts to the local community center? Just once a day. The insides of a bread. Every day. For and the we rest just, of their lives. To who? To the people who need it for government cutbacks and community building. Something government cutbacks. <laughs> so, so we open up a business and we say, hey, we donate, so give us a tax break. Because we donate, because we, we donate yeah. bread bits once a day. Basically, we brought them whole insides of the bread, all of it, the whole thing. And what so, if we now? I don't know. Give us free hear me some out. tax evasion systems or whatever. Hear me out. God, I can't. No, I'm not going to give you any idea. I'm a I'm a man of the law, the truth and justice. Oh, come on. You're a criminal through and through, and you know it. Now tell me. Come on. This is a great idea. Okay, it, what if... Can I cut it open, scoop out the bread, get government cutbacks with the bread, and fill it with drugs. Fill the whole thing with What if with instead drugs. of giving... So we... I don't know. We cook around some kind of container that... And then we just cook regular bread. And then instead of giving bread guts to people, we donate bread to actual needy people. And then that's our tax break. Well, where are we going to put the drugs? In the container. Where's we, the container? Did it already It goes go in the, the dough and the we cook around people it. The homeless got the container? No. We, I mean, we're going to have to carefully mark which are drug loaves and which are regular oh, loaves. So now you're telling me we have to make two things bread every day. Now you've just doubled my Was your plan to only bake one loaf of bread a day? One loaf of bread per day is how this works, Mike. Otherwise, the numbers don't add up. You're going to use up so much flour and yeast. What are you talking about? What numbers? The numbers that I've done for this crime that I've, mag- that I've like, put Do we out have a different... Bread, uh, so we have a bread company, right? Yeah, Harvest Mike Bread Co. And then, so our numbers are that we make one loaf of bread a day. Yes. And that's not sketchy. We make one loaf of bread a day because that's how much we can afford to make. How are we that broke that we can afford a building and a business? Do you want to put any money into this? Well, I mean, if you don't believe in the idea, then what are we even doing here? I don't have any... I do believe in the idea. That's why I have six eggs, flour, and yeast for you to make the first Uh, batch of bread. We're not going to make a business that sells one loaf of bread a day, even if there are drugs in it. The bread will be full of drugs every day. It's a big loaf. It has to stick out of a and then And then what? And then, okay, that's such a weird cliche. I'm not even going to get into it. And then what? And then we stand on the corner? Or do we sell this loaf to one person? Or no, do we just... I bike around with my red wine and the bag and the striped shirt and the beret, the mustache. Okay? And I get on a bike and I go to different doors and I ring the doorbell, see if they look like they might like it. And then You're they... going to go door to door asking if people want to buy drugs? You don't even have like a consumer base? You're just going to go door to door and be like, hey, do you like cocaine? But I'm not going to do it like that. That's, see, that's where the problem is. Well, okay, you're just going to do it in a French accent. Well, it's going to be a little bit of a tinge. It's like, je suis cocaine? Yeah. 
Bonjour, monsieur, madame. Oh, oh. Hey, dude, to make some bouillabaisse. And then they say, I didn't know that bouillabaisse. And then I say, Oh, je revois. I'm so sorry. It seems, <laughs> it seems incorrect at some level. But then that's when I kind of try to backsell them on a little bit of something, something. And then so you're aggressively screaming at them in a French accent to buy drugs. And then you're also, like, badgering them on a price? Is that what is happening? Yeah, I'm just sticking firm on a price. More or less. And then if they try to say more, it's like... You know? And then, what if they're French? What if or they speak French? Uh, and then you just skip over to the next person. And you just go... Your door-to-door cocaine slash heroin but slash weed salesman. But if I open up the door and they have, you know, I'll have to use some quick judgment. If they're wearing blue on the top and bottoms and they have a police uniform on, I might, you know, give them a little bit of cheaper price. So you will... <laughs> you're telling me that you will actively sell to policemen. But I will not sell to kids. Over the age of seventeen. So, so seven, so eighteen year old only, eighteen and up. 18 yeah, plus. or at sixteen, fifteen, anything younger. What are, you? So you will or will not sell to children, or at teenage? Everybody but the age of seventeen. Oh, okay. Seventeen year olds, you're out. Yep. Anything else? Fine. Fair game. So, are you telling me you're going to be hanging around schools in like a cliche Frenchman out, uh, outfit? You know, would be. With red wine and, a, and a tiny mustache? Are you going to be hanging around schools? Would be education like from the. Ooh, um, I don't like the sound of that. Work. You know, I could teach them about the different cultures, what bouillabaisse is, what bread is, you know, what red wine is, what it tastes like. Mm. And then I could talk to them about. Different substances, sometimes bring you up, bring you down. Do you ever have trouble with your assignments? Do you ever have trouble listening to your teachers, you know, or staying, paying attention in class? Try some of these different Um, items. I gotta be honest with you, I'm nearly not feeling the door-to-door French salesman. (laughs) Especially if you're gonna go around schools and teaching kids about drinking red wine. Okay, well that'll only be a portion of my day. I'll also be going to nursing homes... I'm going to business parks. I feel like subway. If we have like set up a bakery as the front, as the drug front, why don't we sell straight from the bakery? Why do we need this character? Why do we need to take it that step further? Where else is the bread gonna be? In the bakery, in the bread shop. How where do you buy know bread? Which bread to get? There's only gonna be one loaf of bread. Well, we're in the gonna have bakery. to we're gonna have to put the word out a little bit. But you say, hey, let me get the herbal bread, and then that's the bread we we cooked like could work that into. way. But Mike, there's basically four problems. Give me that sugar bread, and that's where the cocaine is. And give me the I don't know what's a good code word for heroin. There's four problems. First, each bread is gonna carry pounds and pounds and pounds of drugs. Too many drugs for one person. Second. Why Why would we give them second, that many drugs? If why are you making such a high limit on the drug count 
per loaf of bread. Second, off, why don't we just? The, the second problem is if there's only one loaf of bread in the store, then only one. We're person making gets. multiple pieces of bread, loaves of bread. We're making as much loaves of bread as a regular bakery makes. Third problem that I have with the scenario that you have is that basically I only really want to bake one loaf of bread a day. I don't really want to work any harder well, then than that. We'll give someone else who wants to make bread all day. You don't have to be a part of it. Seventeenth problem is is that more or less what's going to happen is someone's going to come in, they're going to ask for sugar bread, and they're just going to actually want sugar bread. And you're going to give them bread with six pounds of cocaine in it. It's not going to be that much take cocaine. It to the to the um, police station or whatever. Okay, and talk to them about it. It'll, it'll, it won't be a thing we have on the menu, you know. Or you know, we'll have to use obviously do some. Like he says, some discerning of the customers, but uh, this is just off the top of my head. Well, we can do it more in depth later when it, it comes, if it ever comes to this. But I'm thinking, are you? You're out on this idea, aren't you? I am so happy right now. What? I'm just satisfied. You have no idea about what? About the fact that I won. How did today's you win? discussion? I won big time. You are a criminal at heart, Mike. There is no way for you to avoid doing crimes with me like this. No, we don't have to do the one bread thing. Because that's a ridiculous idea. But all it took was for me to present a little bit of a goofy idea about putting some drugs in bread. And next thing you know, you're using a fronted bakery to sell a bunch of drugs all across town. Because you are a criminal. And you cannot hold it in. This is you. You have a mind for this. You were born into this, Mike. This is it. Magic Mike is a criminal. You're right. I tried to be something I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I. You are not a wolf. I tried to grow out my nails and trim them. I shaved my teeth. That really hurt. That's uncomfortable. And, it, and I just keep biting my lips and I'm bleeding from the mouth constantly. <laughs> I tried eating raw deer. I've been sick for like two weeks straight. Just absolutely just... Just... I don't even... I can't even talk about it. Listen. You can think of yourself as a metaphorical wolf. And your victims... Like I have the heart of the wolf? Your victims are the deer. Well, what I said about them being pedophiles is actually true. It's not... It's not... Something everyone wants to talk about, but it's rampant okay. in the deer community. That's it. We're done. No more wolf talk ever again. You are a criminal. You're coming back with me. We're going to get rich. Let's go. We need to talk to the mob, mob people. Get some money going for us. How are we going to so go? So we can start making money. Well, we're still on the run. How are we supposed to get back to the mob? Well, why don't I play the song for them? The Great British Baking Show song, and that'll get it started. I'll just send it to them. So know. was the whole map thing a trick to make me into a criminal again, too? Or was that just you being insane? What map thing? Okay. Well, I think... Look, we're no matter what, I found a family here. And we're going to have to say goodbye to them. And you're going to have to be nice to my new friends, Moonshadow and Craig and... What kind of Stone cake do Boy. they like? I'll bake it for them. I don't... You could... I don't know. We could just... I'll ask. Steak cake? Yeah, probably like a steak cake, raw steak flanks. I can cake. do that. I'll use... What am I going to use to ice it? 
I don't know. Don't you have any icing bags? Chicken feathers? Sure. Okay. Steak steak flanks inside chicken Maybe feathers Maybe like unrendered fat. Just kind of like drizzle that on there. Okay, that's a good idea. I'll do that. Okay, yeah. I'll make up a cake. We'll have them over. But you have to say goodbye to them because you're a criminal. All right. I mean, where are we going to go from here? Where are we going next? Next up, we're going to go maybe north or south, depending on which way you've got the earth turned. We're going to go to... You know what? We're going back into town, baby. I'm feeling brave. I want us to take over our old town. I want to get back to my house. I'm done. I'm done running. We're We're going to find a way back to Minneapolis? Yeah, we're going to figure it out. We're leaving tonight. And we're not stopping. All right. I mean, who knows how long that could take? It could be weeks, months. I don't know. We don't have no clue where we are. Nope. But that's the only goal. That's the only priority right now, Mike. That and the bakery. All right. Let's go home. All right. Let's go. But first, let's say goodbye to the perfect crime for this week. Okay. You know? Hurry up and do it. We got to go. Okay. Okay. Check out, um, if you have any questions for us... Faster, faster. Uh, I'm, it's a slow day, you know, I just gotta... There's no time. No time for me to take my time. Okay. Wait. Get, you know. What I'm saying is I can take my time. If you want to email us, go to the Perfect Crime Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, Twitter, at Perfect Crime Pod. Yep, you could tweet about different vegetarian recipes or raw meat recipes. Ask... Paul, what his favorite episode of Greatest British Show Bake Off Man is? Yep, that's what it is. Greatest British Show Bake Off Man. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, ask him, ask him what he watched for the week that he had internet. Yeah, if anyone wants to know how to make shoe pastry, contact me. If they want to do a baked Alaska, don't contact me because yeah. that looks terrible. All right. Well, I mean, if you do it right, it probably looks pretty good. But it's made of ice cream. I know. And guess what happens to that? Melts. Yes. All over everything. <laughs> well, okay. That's why we can't use deck. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wait, you tried to do it on the deck? How many places have you... Ch- All right, we can't talk about that. We're wrapping up the show. All right. We can't go along. But... Say bye, everybody. Ready? Okay, One, goodbye. Two, three. Bye. Bye. bye.